Hi, this is Seth Asher. My family has been members at Ogletown since 2015, and I'll be reading from Psalm 15, verse 3. Who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. Thank you for tuning in to Listening Up, a podcast devotional of Ogletown Baptist Church. This week, we're spending time together in Psalm 15, and today we're looking at the verse that Seth just read for us, Psalm 15, verse 3. I recently went shopping at Lowe's, getting some yard treatment for my lawn, and I noticed that they had made some changes to their entry protocols. Even a few weeks ago, I went to Lowe's, and although I wore a mask, there were no marks on the floor about where to stand in line, six feet apart, and all that. But I had heard from a friend at that time that Home Depot already had those kind of entry protocols in place. And now Lowe's does too. It's the day we're living in. One that I don't think many of us could have envisioned even just a few months ago. But I think these entry protocols help us get a handle on passages like the psalm we're looking at this week, Psalm 15. The whole psalm revolves around the question of entry protocols. Who's allowed access into the presence of the Lord? In this case, into his tabernacle. What qualifies a person to be able to gain entrance to our God? So verse 1 asks the question, and then verse 2 provides an answer, a positive statement in three parts that Chris talked about yesterday. This person who can enter, their walk is blameless, their actions are right, and even in their heart, they speak the truth. So verse 3, today's verse, offers a mirror image of verse 2. It says much the same thing, but not in the positive, but in the negative. So the opposite of blameless is this. He doesn't slander other people with his words. The opposite of does what is right is this. Does not bring harm upon those near him. And the opposite of speak truth in his heart is this. Does not discredit someone else. So here we have a pretty comprehensive package of how we should, or rather we should not, treat other people. This verse is calling us to be loving in our words, to be careful to only say what is true, and sometimes that means not saying everything that is true. Being loving in our actions, not inflicting or allowing harm to come upon someone else when it's within our power to do something about it. I mean, it's a neighbor or near one, after all, that we're supposed to treat in love. And then there's being loving just overall. And this is the bottom line. After all, the last phrase in verse 3 parallels with verse 2 regarding actions of the heart. So here in verse 3, we're not to discredit another person, and that could include our words, our actions, our heart attitudes, really anything. So verse 3 is pretty comprehensive. We don't treat people in unkind, unloving, untruthful, inaccurate, half-truth kind of ways. And this is likely not surprising, although it might surprise some people that many Christians seem to think that these instructions don't apply to social media posts or interactions. Because, of course, there, you can copy and paste an article that paints someone with a brush mostly full of truth and some inaccuracies. But, after all, it's from a favorite website, so it's close enough. But what I think might be most surprising is to recall the context of this verse. These instructions about how to treat people with grace and love and the benefit of the doubt are part of the entry protocol the Lord has posted for access to his presence. It's like he's saying, you want to come be with me? You want to worship me? You want to enjoy me? Then you must treat people with fairness and love and grace and respect. If someone had asked you just a few minutes ago, what does the Lord require for us to enter into his presence? My guess is that most of us would have said something like, well, be holy or don't lie, be pure, or maybe even trust Jesus. 
and those aren't incorrect. But in light of today's verse, who would have said the Lord's entry protocol hinges on how we treat other people? This is what the Apostle Paul would have said. In Romans 13, 18, he writes this, the one who loves one another has fulfilled the law. He doesn't say that the one who's fulfilled the law is the person who's been holy, though that's true. Not the person who's gone to church, but that's good. And not the person who's read their Bible, though that's important. But the one who fulfills the law is the one who loves one another. I think the Lord takes more seriously than we do sometimes how we treat other people with our words, even casually spoken, our actions, and even from our heart. And who of us can say that we've hit this mark, that we've passed the entry protocol and we may enter in? None of us, if we're honest. So how encouraging it is to know that there was one who always loved God and loved people, who fulfilled the law on our behalf, who loves us and has gained and earned entrance into the Father's presence. And so we, we rest in his law-keeping, we rest in his sacrifice for our sins, and we try to follow his example. So let's reread the passage from Psalm 15. I'm going to begin back in verse 1. O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up reproach against his friend. I'm so glad you took time for listening up today. If you or a member of your family would like to read the Bible verses at the start of each episode, just email me and I can send you that information. Let me also encourage you to visit the Ogletown website for a list of everything that's going on to help and encourage you. You can find that at ogletown.org slash what we are doing. Until next time, let's keep setting our minds on things above.